like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Today for Song of the Soul, we're headed down to southeast Wisconsin to meet with one of the two principals of a folk duo answering to the name Embedded Reporter. His stage name is Howard Lewis, and you're going to discover a real down-home person sharing, as one of his CDs is entitled, Local Music from Around the Globe. Be ready to make a new old friend as Howard Lewis joins us by phone from Milwaukee. Howard, I'm delighted to have you here today for Song of the Soul. I'm glad to be here, Mark. Thanks for asking. You come from my former stopping grounds. Before I moved up to Eau Claire, which was now 26 years ago, I lived in Milwaukee for about eight years. You're from Port Washington, which I guess is contiguous with, right on the northern edge there of Milwaukee. Have you been there a long time? I've been in Port Washington about nine years, I would say. Time is relative, <laughs> but yes, and I I lived most of my life in the greater Milwaukee area, although I've lived other places as well. Like what? Oh, I spent almost five years in rural Virginia. I lived in Buffalo twice for six months at a time. I spent about a year in Albuquerque and another year in Tacoma, Washington, and a year in the Republic of Vietnam. That, I'm assuming, is during the Vietnam War. You were there. What year? 69 and 70. I was there with the 101st Airborne Division as a medic, clinical specialist, actually. So if you were a medic, were you in the field of medicine? Did you go into the field of medicine following? No, I'd been an orderly in college. When I got drafted, I decided to enlist for an extra year with the guarantee that I'd be a medic because that was the only thing I could imagine myself doing. So they sent me for medic training and clinical specialist school, which was a year long, and I, I was allowed to take state nursing boards in the state of Washington. And so I got to be a nurse and use that skill both in the service and afterwards for a while, uh, about 15 years altogether. So I spent a lot of time working with dementia patients most of the time, actually. So you were in the nursing profession, that kind of caring profession, for something like 15 years. You've had more years to your life than that. Did you go on another field? Yeah, most of my career, I did marketing and public relations for professional service firms, either inside or as a consultant, and other types of businesses as well. I did consulting, writing primarily feature stories for trade publications, but other things, too. You know, consulting, they they hire you for your brain 
and you have the advantage as a consultant of actually telling them the truth. <laughs> so that's what I did. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. Well, being a writer is, and doing stories, it's like getting paid to, to go to school. You know, you learn all about it, you write the report, and then you move on. So I feel like I've been learning all my life, and I'm a compulsive writer, too. So when you do what you love, it doesn't seem like work. I noticed that you have written for the Huffington Post. I see several articles up there by you. So that's one of the places you have as an outlet. The thing that surprised me, though, was that you've got really just two CDs out there as part of Embedded Reporter, and the first of those was from 2008 and the other one 2012. Mm -hmm. So that means you waited until you were past 60 to actually record any of your music. Why was that? Well, I was busy being a dad and being involved in other things, like I was on the school board in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, for nine years and board president for the last five. So I was a busy boy. I never stopped playing guitar. I started playing guitar in Vietnam. I was telling a friend how much I missed playing piano, and he gave me a guitar, and that was the start of it. So it's just that performing and being a songwriter takes a lot of time. You know, I have to spend a lot of time just keeping my chops. So it was something that I was able to move into after my kids were fledged, fully fledged. And that's why there was a delay in recording. But, you know, life goes on. You get to it when you can. I finally got to it. So <laughs> that's my story. And you're sticking to it. And you're going to give us an example of it too, right? So start us off with your song of the soul. What do you want to share first? I'd like to start off with a song called Shed My Skin. It talks about the great cathedral of God's creation and self-baptism, actually. But we'll let the song talk for itself. Okay, we will do that. We're speaking with Howard Lewis today. He's part of Embedded Reporter. And the song is Shed My Skin. I climbed out on a rocky ledge, a river moved below. I teetered on the jagged edge to watch the river flow. The trail descended from the bluff, then meandered through a wood where pine and larch, the mighty and giant redwoods Blue Jay paused to laugh at me Comic sideshow fool But I moved on around the bend Toward a quiet forest The trout swam up and looked at me as if to say hello He kissed the sky Flipped his tail And disappeared below I shed my skin I jumped straight It seemed the perfect way To lose my pain and misery And wash my sin
I jumped straight It seemed the perfect way To lose my pain and misery And wash my sins away I shed my skin, I jumped straight It seemed the perfect way my sins My Skin by Embedded Reporter, and that's from their CD, Local News from Around the Globe. And Embedded Reporter is both Howard Lewis and the other part of the nucleus of the group is Daryl Smith. And you can find them on embeddedreportermusic.com. You'll find a link always from Northern Spirit Radio for this kind of thing. So, as you said, Howard, it's the cathedral, of God's creations, where this takes place. Self-baptism is maybe the theme, or maybe it's skinny dipping, right? Skinny dipping, yes, right. I sometimes introduce it as the skinny dipping song, but it's subversive. It <laughs> draws the audience and gets their attention. I'm pretty sure that that's a firsthand story, that that was your experience. Is that true, or is this a imagined experience? It's an amalgam of experiences woven together in a story. Are you willing to admit on the public airwaves that you have skinny dipped? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. <laughs> when you run for president, this is going to come up and they're going to question you. It's like, you admitted that you skinny dipped. You said, when you could say, but I didn't inhale. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's one of life's peak experiences. And as is clear from this song, at least, I don't think you could have written this song if you didn't have the experience. A number of us, even if we are part of some religion or other spiritual group, really get in touch with spirit in the great cathedral, as you say. Uh-huh. So it would be fair to say that you've got a earth-based spirituality deep in your heart? I do. I've had it all my life. As a child, I was allowed to roam, and I never worried about getting home too much because the chief of police knew me by name, my brother and I. <laughs> we always had a ready-made ride to get back home. So I uh, lived on the edge of the city, and in one direction the city, and the other direction was farm fields and woods and places to play, and that's what we did. Tell me some more about your religious spiritual background. As a child, I went to public school. My mother was a school teacher, and um, that was her choice, although we were raised Catholic. But I didn't have to attend Catholic school. Instead, I attended catechism, 
I can remember the first lesson was, where is God? And the answer, of course, is God is everywhere. But then later on, they told us not to go to other churches of other denominations because we'd burn in hell forever. And so I, <laughs> I rejected that. So I always thought of it with a suspicious mind. Eventually, I, uh, I found out about the Baha'i faith, and a lot of it resonated for me, in particular the, the concepts of one God and mankind is one, and all the great religions come from the single source, same source, and the equality of women and men those sorts of things, and I was a very active Baha'i for a long time, but I haven't been closely involved with the Baha'i faith for quite a while, about 10, 15 years. But anyway, a lot of those concepts are still alive and make sense to me, and they sort of steer me in certain directions when I write songs. Oh, like that one, which so clearly evokes that universal spirit, which is just so mind-blowing, so incredibly enlivening when we step into it, when we get outside our four walls, you know. That's right, exactly. The other thing that was influential, uh, my mother gave me a poem when I was about 10 or 11 years old by William Cullen Bryant called Thanatopsis, which is the Greek word for death. Bryant wrote it when he was 17 years old, at least that's my understanding, and it's all about the very idea that we're part of nature and, and we'll always be part of nature. And it's, um, it's breathtakingly wonderful. And so I carry that with me, too. So there are a lot of influences that weigh in when I think about spiritual topics and spirituality. And certainly your music conveys that a lot. Give us another song. How about Fiddle Me On My Way? And why is this one part of your Song of the Soul? I met a man who drove a taxi in Port Washington here. Anyway, his name is Jimmy Brennan. He was here driving a cab. And he... Um, he contracted cancer. I ended up using my nursing skills on the request of a friend who knew him well and going and helping Jimmy, who was living by himself during his final days. And I would try to engage him in conversation. He was very quiet and kind of withdrawn at the time. But I noticed there was a beautiful photograph, black and white photograph of a three-masted ship on his wall, and I said, Jimmy, what, can you tell me about this ship? And he said, yeah, she was mine. The story unfolded that he did cruises. The ship was based in Denmark, and he was living there. And he would have people sign on as his crew, and then he'd take them up and sail around Scandinavia in the summer. And he did that for 10 years. So he was a sea captain. When he passed away, the song came to me real quickly. And it was about the concept of basically not dying alone. So that's the story of Fiddle Me On My Way. My name is Jimmy Brennan. They buried me at sea. Off the fantail of a clipper ship bound for Barbary. We were making close to 15 knots in a southern ocean gale When the captain sent me up aloft to lash the topmost sail To lash the topmost sail There was ice forming in the rig on the lines and on the wood When she swung about on a roiling swell I lost my grip for good Oh, I lost my grip for good down I fell through the raging storm, twisting like a cat. 
When I smacked the rail athwart it ship, it put an end to that. Oh, it put an end to that. Ten thousand miles to Boston, ten thousand miles from home. Some men are born to sail the sea, and none should die alone. I saw it all from the other side, the bosun's look of dread, and the captain's face contort in pain when he heard that I was dead, when he heard that I was dead. They wrapped me in an oilskin, bowed their heads to pray. The fiddler gave the best he had as they sent me on my way, as they sent me on my way. thousand miles to Boston, ten thousand miles from home. Some men are born to sail the sea, but none should die alone. So raise a glass in song, dear lads, bow your heads to pray. I gave you all the best I had, now fiddle me on my way. Hey, fiddle me on my way. Raise a glass in song, dear lads, bow your heads to pray. I gave you all the best I had, now fiddle me on my way. Hey, fiddle me on my way. Hey, fiddle me on my way. Fiddle Me On My Way by Embedded Reporter. It's from their 2012 CD, Local News from Around the Globe. Process news locally, but think globally. Is that part of your motto, Howard? Mm, I think all stories are local. Including that one about Jimmy Brennan. That song is not necessarily Jimmy Brennan's historical life, because he didn't die jumping off of mast. No, yes. <laughs> he died of cancer. But there's part of Jimmy Brennan's story that you didn't tell that it just made me so sad. You mentioned he was pretty withdrawn when you were caring for him, caring for him when you were getting to know him. Could you say more about that? Sure. Jimmy had a wife from Myanmar used to be called Burma, and the State Department wouldn't allow her into the country, and he had been struggling to get her here before he passed away, and she actually arrived the day after he died. I don't know what the State Department was thinking. She was a wonderful person, and as far as I know, she's still in this country. She moved to Philadelphia after his passing, but I'm sure he had a lot of anger over that issue. That was an awful thing to happen to someone. Hence the line in the song, 10,000 miles to Boston, 10,000 from home. Some men are born to sail the sea, but none should die alone. Is that a fundamental part of your faith? No, just my experience. You know, I've seen a lot of people die, and, uh, and it's not that rare a thing for people to either die alone or die in the company of strangers or people they barely know. You know, I'm a believer in hospice care. I, I think that's a great thing, and I think it's helpful in a lot of instances for people to be at home 
when they pass away or surrounded by people who love them. I think it's beneficial not only to the person who's passing away, but also to the people who love them because it's such a natural part of life. Sometimes I think we go too far in trying to prevent it from happening. That's a whole other topic. Let's play How Am I to Blame? It's a guy who's asking the big question. Why are hardships and difficulties heaped on me when I'm not the one who's causing them? And is this something that you felt firsthand or seen firsthand? I felt it. That's why I wrote about it. The question isn't really answered by the song, but it's it's kind of a universal thing. I believe that most everyone asks that same question. You know, when they stub their toe or, or when other horrific things happen in their life, they wonder, well, I've been doing my best. I've been trying really hard. How come this stuff keeps coming? And the song is How Am I to Blame, performed by Embedded Reporter, which is Howard Lewis and Daryl Smith and some other good folks. Things are going wrong all around me. The world is falling down at my feet. Troubles, cares, and sorrow, they surround me. The ship of state has sprung a major leap. and shame Did I sell my soul for power and for wealth Please tell me Lord How am I to blame But I haven't got a dollar or a penny I never had a nickel to my name
the CD, Local News from Around the Globe, How Am I to Blame by Embedded Reporter. I'm still left with the question. You said that the question, it was yours, Howard, how am I to blame? Is there some specific misfortune that led you to this song or just a general sense of blame? The genesis of that question comes from a situation in which you know, Emily Dickinson said, when sorrows come, they come not single spies, but in battalions. That's what was driving it. In other words, when one thing goes wrong, a whole bunch of others will come right along with it. And then you wonder, how am I going to make it through this mess? Why is it heaped on me at this time? Or why is it heaped on me at all? Actually, what I need to do is tell our listeners that they are tuned in to Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. We're on the web at northernspiritradio.org, as in organic, not commercial. On that site, you'll find more than nine years of our programs, free listening download. You'll find links to our guests. So, for instance, if you want to find Howard Lewis and Embedded Reporter, you'll go to embeddedreportermusic.com. But if you can't remember that many words, just go to nerdandspiritradio.org and follow the link. There's also comments, and we encourage you to place your comments there when you visit. Let us know what you're thinking and help us make this communication two-way. There's also a donate button, and that is how we fund this full-time work. So click on donate when you visit. But even more important than that, remember that this is a gift to you via community radio. And you're probably listening to this on one of the 20 or so stations nationwide that carry these programs. Remember to support your local community radio station with your hands and with your wallet. They're bringing you a slice of music and of news that you get nowhere else on the American landscape. So please start by supporting local community radio. Again, we have with us here today Howard Lewis. And actually, he's got a last name, too. Those, his performing name is Howard Lewis. Hintertier is the last name. If you were looking, for instance, on Huffington Post, you would look for Howard Hintertier, and that's a German name. Tell me a little bit about your heritage, Howard. Hintertier, spelled H-I-N-T-E-R-T-H-U-E-R. Tell me about your heritage. Well, I'm, I'm half German and half Irish. The name, of course, is German, and T-U-R, mit umlaut, the two dots are the U means door, so it was behind the door or back of the door or whatever. And I'm told that my ancestor was probably a gatekeeper when they had walled cities. I think my uh, storytelling comes from the Irish side, although everybody in my family, I think, is a storyteller. Again, you didn't start recording your music until after you're 60 already. You've done all these other tasks in your life, and on your bucket list, you still had this one. But you were performing music along the time or not? When, when did you first perform before a group? I had a trained hamster act in kindergarten on television, WTMJ-TV, Channel 4 in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first big break in showbiz. I started singing harmony with my brother and sister when I was five. I learned clarinet as a child, and then I taught myself piano when I was in college. I was bored. That was fun, and then I started playing guitar in Vietnam. So I'm both self-taught and classically trained to some degree. I know quite a bit of music theory, and, uh, you know, I write compulsively, so writing song lyrics is fun. Back to the how am I to blame in answering that question, 
I was overwhelmed myself with stuff and issues at one point in my life when I took a hike at a nature center near here, River Edge Nature Center, and stopped to say a prayer, and I was facing east, and the sun was setting over my right shoulder. It was low in the sky, anyway, and a wind kicked up. It was autumn time, and I was admiring the beautiful colors and that sort of thing, and the wind kicked up, and a bazillion of those maple seeds came whirling past like helicopters, and the thought I had was flock of angels. It's like a flock of angels, you know, the wind at your back and that sort of thing. And so I wrote the song, Flock of Angels, probably within an hour. If you're feeling sad or a little bit blue And things ain't working out for you You're not alone I've been there too This is what I found to be true All you gotta do is get out of bed Take one baby step ahead You find a flock of angels going your way Heavenly band starting to play That don't work, try this instead Say a prayer, expect to be led you find a flock of angels going your way Heavenly band starting to play shower get dressed if you're finding it hard to do for yourself get out of the house and help somebody else all you gotta do is get out of bed open your mouth sing the song in your head you find a flock of angels going your way a heavenly band starting to play all you gotta do is get out of bed open your mouth sing the song in your head of angels going your way, a heavenly band starting to play. All you gotta do is get out of bed, open your mouth, sing the song in your head. You find a flock of angels going your way, a heavenly band starting to play.
Flock of Angels by Embedded Reporter. Embedded Reporter is at its nucleus, Howard Lewis and Daryl Smith. And that's from their CD, Unnamed Sources. One of the things that I noticed out there in the world is I saw you speaking on TEDx Manhattan about veterans' organic therapy. And that veterans' organic therapy was dealing with people who have PTSD or some kind of shock like that after they come back from the military. And Flock of Angels talks about feeling a bit depressed. Was that your experience coming back? Did you have to go through that kind of adjustment? I was a mess when I came home, like a lot of veterans. In fact, it didn't really seem like home. My friends were gone. I had difficult time connecting with a lot of other people because there's just so many things I couldn't talk about with them. And a friend from Vietnam called from Buffalo, Terry Sloan, and asked me to come to Buffalo and start a band with him, do play keyboards and do arranging. And I said, well, I can't come today, but I'll come on Friday. And that's basically what I did. And I stayed gone for five years. Uh, The band gravitated to rural Virginia because we were doing a lot of gigs up and down the East Coast. And it was a more central place to base ourselves. It was on a farm in a very rural area. And I had a huge garden. And the gardening was amazingly therapeutic. It connected me back to the ground and... It's very easy to have success in a garden to some degree. It can be complicated as well, but that's also stimulating. I discovered that it was really helpful to do that. And a few years back, I got involved with an organization called the Center for Veterans Issues that had an organic therapy program. I was invited to come there and work to be a mentor in that program and to basically use organic gardening as a tool to help veterans deal with PTSD and the whole syndrome of other things that are related, like alcoholism and traumatic brain syndrome and all the stuff that goes along with PTSD. Because it's easier for a veteran to talk with another vet, and uh, it's dramatic, actually. They would start telling me what their issues were and what their triggering incidents were right off the bat. And I recognized right away that it was effective and it was being very, it was helpful. And then I was invited to come and do a TED Talk at the New York Times in January of 2012. The focus of the TEDx Manhattan group is food system and changing the way we eat. But it was an amazing experience. And it helped get me connected with other groups around the world who are also doing similar things. Since then, I left about a year and a half ago, retired, you know, devote more time to this. Well, I'm glad you've got the time now to devote to this, to music and to that part of your life. I'm not sure. Did I hear you say, you said you came back a mess and, you know, some of it's in the garden. Was was that really the turning point for you? And I mean, that's many years ago, you know, 40 years ago or plus. Uh-huh. Is it really the garden experience that was the healing experience for you? It was helpful. I guess to explain myself, I have to talk a bit about PTSD. You know, it, one of the things that characterizes PTSD is invasive thoughts. And anyone who's been through a traumatic experience, whether it's combat or rape or being abused by a spouse, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. The common element to all those things is loss of control. You lose control over yourself, what happens to you. And that sticks around. It keeps coming back to revisit you. A lot of times at times when you don't want it to. 
And one of the things that gardening does is it helps you establish a sense of control over something. That's why I mentioned it's easy to have success. You know, you can plant a row of radish seeds and have radishes in six weeks, even if you do nothing else. Or you can make it increasingly complicated, and you get additional benefit when you do that. When you put your heart and soul into it, it rewards you. Plus, it's social. It helps you connect with other people who are doing the same thing. There are other parts of the activity that are beneficial, like joint planning, learning again to think on the fly and respond on the fly, to alter plans, to be attentive. The other thing about it is it's a vote of, basically when you plant a seed, you're making a commitment to be there at harvest time. And so it gives gives the person who suffers from depression or PTSD or any of those things a goal and something to live for. When I asked you before where you'd lived, I get the idea that you're a bit of a globetrotter, that you don't stay in one place very long, and yet you've been, I guess, now in Port Washington, you said, for nine years. Is this a change in your life? Are you, are you likely to flit off to Europe and to Asia and to South America? Is, is that the kind of thing that we'd expect of a Howard Lewis? Or is it, you know, Howard Lewis is at home tending his garden? Well, no. I do have a garden in Port Washington, but I think of Port Washington as my home port. Because being a musician, a lot of times I have to hit the road. And it's taken me halfway around the world twice. I did a concert in Chengdu, China, in 2002. It was a mind-expanding experience. One day, we took a ride. I also did some uh, consulting with Heifer International. Heifer provides livestock to impoverished areas of the world, and Heifer China is based in Chengdu. So we did a road trip to go and visit some of the Heifer projects in that part of the world and took a drive up toward the Tibetan Plateau. Chengdu is kind of like Denver. The mountains start just to the west of it. And uh, along the way, I visited a meat goat project that was given to a man named Mr. Khan. This next song is called Mr. Khan's House. It's about sitting down with Mr. Khan and sharing what we have in common. Mr. Khan lives on a road to Tibet. Mountains pile up to the right and the left. It twists with a river that runs alongside, reaching higher and higher to the top of the sky. Mr. Khan has made use of each cranny and nook, planted seeds or a flower wherever I look. Now the fields are as yellow as mandarin gold, while plum blossoms bloom at the side of the road. Growing out of the Hillside is a cluster of barns. They could be 100 or 1,000 years old. And a house made of mortar and round river stones. A house made for many, but he lives there alone. He hammers a walnut as we huddle inside. I crack to him my hand as a matter of 
pride And it seems to delight in how different we are As I recount the steps that have brought me this far Oh, oh, oh. 
Mr. Khan's House. It's by Embedded Reporter, including my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Howard Lewis. The other part of that nucleus of that group is Daryl Smith. We're going to have Daryl on soon. Mr. Khan's House, however, is from their CD, Local News from Around the Globe. And I guess this one really is part of traversing the globe. I'd like to know kind of clearly, Howard, why is that one part of your Song of the Soul? Where does that touch your soul specifically? It's the notion of the global village and that people around the globe aren't all that different. We love our children. Everyone loves to dance. And it was just amazing to me that I was halfway around the world sitting with a man who had no front teeth. His skin was like leather. We were opening walnuts with a hammer that looked like it was from the Middle Ages. I put them on the floor and they'd whack them. I picked up two walnuts and I put them in my hand. And if you put the seams together, you can actually pop the walnuts open. At least I can. And I don't know if it's because I have musician hands, but it's probably more because my hands will wrap around two walnuts and they couldn't do it. There were other people there, of course, and they were all trying to break walnuts and it just wouldn't happen for them. So all of a sudden I had like superpowers. You know, but you remember that kind of stuff. I wish I could describe the place for you that there was a a low room off of this great room in this old stone house that I couldn't tell how old it was. It could have been 100 years old. It could have been 1,000 years old. And there was a wood-fired walk, and the smoke would migrate from that wood fire across the ceiling of the low room and then into the great room. And it was going up through a hole in the ceiling where I could see bacon curing up up there. It was His attic was like a smokehouse, and he was making use of that resource that was going on anyway for heat and for cooking. Just amazing. And then the thought occurred to me, I mentioned there were three diplomas up on the wall, and I asked about them, and they were his sons, and they'd gone off to college together. And his wife went with them to take care of them and left him behind to take care of everything else. I just thought, well, we have kids in common. We have some of the same sensibilities. You know, he was all about sustainability and organic agriculture. Some of the qualities of the construction of his house, I did a lot of time, spent a lot of time consulting and working with architectural firms. And so that was all interesting. Anyway, so the song is really about all these things that we have in common, even though we're from very different cultures. Yeah, isn't it amazing? I mean, I have had that experience. I was a Peace Corps volunteer in West Africa, in Togo. So I lived there two years. And just two months ago, three months ago, I was in the Congo for a couple weeks doing my Quaker folk dance tour there. And, you know, people are different, but people are the same. And particularly, I found myself connecting at the kids' level. And it's so amazing how connected we are. Absolutely. You can always teach a kid to pitch pennies. (laughs) (laughs) Or whatever the currency is. Doesn't matter where you are. Well, the clock is wound down, and we've got time for a final song. What kind of songs have you usually ended your performance with? With my first band, I, I used to use a Billy Joel song called Piano Man because it would make the drunks at the bar self-conscious and want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because he talks about those people. And, of course, you know, if it was late night and I wanted to go home, I'd been playing for a long time, I'd sing that song and then everybody would leave. (laughs) But I don't do that anymore. Usually I I like to leave them with something more uplifting than that. And so the one I use most often is called Prayer. 
it's about relationships, or it alludes to relationships that don't work out, but remaining spiteful and burdened with bad feelings for a former lover tend to turn, it, it, it harms yourself. You're harming yourself by doing that. So it's important to look at your own culpability for failure and not to do that as like shooting yourself in the foot over and over. This song is about a guy who torpedoed his own ship, is going down with it, but asked God to take care of the survivors. So that's basically what prayer is about. Well, it sounds like a wonderful one to end off with. I did have the thought that your song, Fiddle Me On My Way, might be an appropriate song to end with as well. And people who didn't hear the first part of the interview can go back and find it on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Again, we've been speaking with Howard Lewis. He does have a legal last name. Hintertier is the last name, a good German name, T-H-U-E-R at the end. He's part of Embedded Reporter. It's been fun getting to know your music and to hear your journeys around the world, journeys both physically and spiritually. It's a wonderful work of art in that your life is, Howard. Thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you for having me. There are some bonus excerpts from this interview that we couldn't fit into the broadcast. You'll find them at northernspiritradio.org. Right now, we sign off with one last song by Embedded Reporter. It's called Prayer. See you next week for Song of the Soul. Lord, my God, thou art
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song.